The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Mythology Explained YouTube channel. Please note that there are two narrators for this podcast, myself, Silas, and Zach. Please enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to Mythology Explained. In today's video, we're going to discuss the Hecatonchires, a trio of incredibly powerful monsters in Greek mythology. Monsters so powerful that they overwhelmed the titans and even struck fear into the hearts of the gods. Let's get into it. Gaia, the personification of the earth, and Uranus, the personification of the sky, together had three groups of children, and each subsequent group was less monstrous than the group that came before it. First, there were the three Hecatonchires, a monstrous trio, each with 100 arms. Then, there were the Cyclopes, three beings with human-like appearance except for their single eye. And then, there were the first-generation Titans, a group of 12 gods. The Hecatonchires were described as unsurpassed in size and strength. A cluster of 50 powerful arms grew from each shoulder, and their bodies were surmounted by a knot of 50 heads. Their names were Briareus, derived from the Greek word for stout or strong, Cotus, wrathful one, and Gaius, son of the earth. Their father found them to be so abominable that they were cast into the cavernous abyss of Tartarus. The same was also done to the Cyclopes. The Titans, however, were not subject to this fate, satisfying the arbitrary aesthetic standard their father would, apparently, go to any length to preserve, even if it meant condemning his children to interminable imprisonment in the deep dark below the earth. The imprisonment of the Hecatonchires was a crucial moment in the Greek creation myth, because it was impetus for the first conflict. Having her children trapped inside of her was a source of great pain for Gaia, who supplicated her children to rise up as her champions. The result was Cronus castrating his father with a sickle of adamant, dethroning Uranus to become the new king of the cosmos. The Hecatonchires and the giants were released, but their time as free monsters would prove only a brief sojourn, for they were quickly re-imprisoned. Later, after war raged between the gods and the titans for ten years, Gaia prophesied that the war would be brought to an end if the gods travelled to Tartarus and allied themselves with those who had been imprisoned there. The gods killed Campi, the dragon that guarded Tartarus, and freed the Cyclopes and the Hecatonchires. The Cyclopes crafted awesome weapons for the gods, the Thunderbolt for Zeus, the Cap of Darkness for Hades, the Trident for Poseidon, and the Hecatonchires, while they forged no weapons, were a force on the battlefield no titan could withstand. With 100 arms each, they relentlessly pelted the titans with volleys of boulders, each volley a wave of 300 crushing stone projectiles. The titans were soon pounded into defeat, then trussed up and heaved into Tartarus. Once again, the Hecatonchires were sent below the earth, but not as prisoners this time. Zeus set them as the guards to keep watch over the titans. There's also another version that described the Hecatonchires keeping watch at the bottom of the ocean. Of the three Hecatonchires, only Briareus made appearances in Greek mythology outside of the creation myth. There's a story recounted in the Iliad, in which Thetis, a minor sea goddess and Achilles' mother, comes across a revolt against Zeus. Hera, Athena, and Poseidon joined forces and put Zeus in chains. After witnessing what transpired, Thetis went and fetched Briareus, the mere sight of whom struck such paralyzing fear into the hearts of the insurrectionists that they immediately abandoned their coup without physical resistance. And this really makes you wonder, just how powerful were the Hecatonchires when it took but the imposing presence of one to cow three gods? 
Briareus featured in another myth in which a land dispute between Poseidon and Helios needed to be resolved. Briareus stepped in as arbiter and adjudicated the matter. Isthmus went to Poseidon, and Acrocorinth, the Corinthian Acropolis, was given to Helios. Briareus's identity was a muddled affair, confused and conflated with other gods and monsters. Homer said Briareus was the son of Poseidon. The Roman poet Ovid described him as a sea deity. Virgil, also a Roman poet, and the author of the Aeonid, described Briareus as a fire-breathing monster, specifically as one of the giants who assailed Mount Olympus during the Gigantomachy. And that's it for this video. If you enjoyed the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. As always, leave your video suggestions down below.